Dee Dee Moonflyer here. Welcome to the Twilight Tonic Podcast. As always, I have a freshly brewed batch of the strange and unusual to share with you. So grab your favorite tonic, step inside the broom closet, and let's get started. Tonight on Twilight Tonic, I have my best friend here, Linza Smith. She has studied spirituality for over 40 years. She's a third-degree Reiki master. She's a science of mind practitioner and does amazing guided meditations. She studied with American indigenous shamans. She's a healer and a tower card reader. She has taught wonderful classes in practical mysticism and classes also in science of mind she's working on playing her harp for hospice how are you doing tonight linza i'm doing well dd thank you so guess what what guess what season this is it's halloween (gasps) our favorite time of year yes it is it's it's cool i I like the weather i like the leaves changing It's neat. So we have Halloween, Mm -hmm. we have Samhain, and Hallow's Eve. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. And we just had a full moon. I know. It's wonderful. And guess what we're talking about tonight? Goddesses. Oh, yes. My other favorite subject, of course. One of my favorite goddesses. Can you guess? Oh, honey, you know I can't. Uh, it's the triple goddess. Oh yes, it's my Hecate. She's she's an amazing goddess. She has so many wonderful things to share this time of year that we celebrate. But as you know, she's the goddess of the crossroads of life and has aspects of the mother crone. And of course, she has my most favorite messenger in the whole wide world, which is the owl, and her dog is a companion. I love this time of year. I love this when the veil is thinner and we get to we get to eat amazing food and we get to celebrate the fall and the harvest and Halloween. It's just wonderful. Yeah, it is cool. The harvest is wonderful. It's such a, a great celebra- great time for celebrating yes. and coming together. Yeah. So tell me, you have some amazing goddesses and there's 
some I've never even thought of in a million years. And when you told me about them, can you tell me a little bit about the first goddess you're going to be telling us about? Um, I'm going to be talking to you about Sky Woman. She's also sometimes called the woman who fell from the sky. Sky Woman is an ancient ancestor of um, several tribes uh, here in the Great Lakes area. Mm-hmm. Um, the Iroquois nation, the Iroquois nation, uh, which consisted of the consists of the Mohawk, Onondaga, Cayuga, Ondaya, and the Seneca. And also, she is um, a goddess among the Huron. Uh, these tribes are in the Great Lake region, uh, the Great Lakes like Ontario, Huron, and Erie. The states uh, would be like New York State, Pennsylvania. Uh, in Canada, it would be southern Ontario and Quebec. Mm-hmm. Also, Michigan and Ohio is where uh, these people lived and do live. And the Huron were um, quite, well, mostly around the St. Lawrence River area. All right. Yes. Yeah. Wow. So it's amazing to just think that North America has goddesses. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, indigenous culture is what is called more um, gynocratic, which means that the sexes are basically equal. Mm-hmm. So you're going to find a lot of powerful women and powerful goddesses in indigenous cultures. Like here in North America, we not only have Sky Woman, but we have Buffalo Woman and Spider Woman. And in, um, yeah, just that is just the case, that, that women have great value and great power in these cultures. Wow. Can you tell us a little bit about Sky Woman? Because... I would love to hear her story personally. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, credited with creating the earth and all living things. And she's also uh, a goddess of fertility, and she's the one who brought corn. Um, Sky Woman lived in the world above the sky, and she became pregnant. And when she became pregnant, she fell out of a hole in the sky. Some say that the tree of life uh, suddenly fell through too, and she took some branches from it as she fell. And she held seeds and branches of trees in her hands as she was falling. And as she was falling down and down, geese flying by saw her and they were worried about her. So they flew beneath her to slow her descent. Mm-hmm. And um, down below was just a vast watery place. It was all water. And the geese called for a council of all the animals to help this human. They were very concerned about her. And the turtle appeared, and the turtle said that she could rest on his back. So she did. She sat on his back, and all the animals talked, and they realized that um, this being, this human, this woman, needed land to live on. So they knew that there was mud at the bottom of the, the waters, So several of them uh, started diving down into the depths, trying to bring mud back up to her so she could make land. And many of them tried, even the strongest ones, like like the otter and the loon and all of them were diving. And none of them were successful. And finally, the little muskrat jumped (laughs) into the water and went swimming deep. 
And he was down there a very, very long time. And everybody became very worried about him. Mm-hmm. And um, then all of a sudden they saw some bubbles on the water and the little muskrat's body floated up to the top. And they were all kind of sad about that because, geez, oh, yeah. he sacrificed himself. But in his little paw, they saw something. And what it was was mud. He had been able to bring the mud up. So Turtle told Sky Woman to spread this dab of mud on his back. And as she spread that little bit of mud, she sang and danced in thanksgiving for this wonderful gift. And as she sang and danced on the turtle's back, the whole earth was made. Turtle Island. And then the land became green because she had brought so many types of seeds and plants and trees with her. And because she was pregnant when she fell, Uh she gave birth to twin sons. One was good and one was evil. Uh The good one shaped the sky and created the sun, the moon, the stars, mountains, and and, uh, helped his mother with the plants and the animals. And the evil one wanted to destroy everything that was being created by his good brother and created monsters and storms and dangerous beasts. Mm. So the brothers fought and the good brother won and he banished the evil brother and the evil brother became the ruler of the underworld. And he still to this day tries to spread evil. Interesting. After Sky Woman died. Mm-hmm. Her good son planted a seed in her body, and that seed grew into corn as a gift to the people of Earth. Huh. Interesting. The image, I guess we could say, is corn grows from her body like a baby grows in a mother. Mm-hmm. And this is the symbol that women are the source of fertility and growth. Right. Also, um, I wanted to mention... The um, one of the plants that's very associated with Sky Woman is sweetgrass, mm-hmm. and sweetgrass was the first to grow on Turtle Island, and its fragrance fragrance is very sweet because it holds the memory of Sky Woman's hand as she held it falling mm-hmm. from the sky. So it's a very powerful ceremonial plant, mm-hmm. and when you braid sweet grass it's like braiding the hair of mother earth and by braiding sweet grass it is showing mother earth love and attention and that you care for her beauty and well-being and that you're grateful for Mm -hmm. all that mother earth has given us wow that's really cool i really like that story how how do they celebrate her do they have celebrations for her in these tribes well in dances and in song, and also just the braiding mm-hmm. of the sweetgrass is in memory of her. Okay, that's really awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. So, Linza. Yes. You also have another goddess. Yes, I do. And I know this one inspires you. Very much. Um, oh, I forgot... Do you want me to tell me about uh, tell about my uh, experience with um, 
a shaman. Oh, yes, please do. A lot of my interest in indigenous culture. Oh, yes, please do. Yeah, many years ago, many years ago, uh, it was about actually a little more than 42 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I was pregnant and I was going to, I was in California, I was going to a gathering of some people and I, heard that there would be really interesting people there and and people would be talking about um, Native American issues and all that stuff. And I thought it sounded pretty interesting and I wanted to learn, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, I was kind of running late because being pregnant, um, I wasn't moving around fast. (laughs) (laughs) So I I got there and I'm walking into the area and it's, it's this outdoor thing. And up on the hill, I saw an older man with a lot of people around him. And he all of a sudden looked up and saw me, and he pushed his way through the crowd of people that were around him and came right up to me. And he said, where have you been? I've been waiting for you. You are very late. And I thought, okay, I don't know you. I didn't say that to him, but I thought, okay. Uh, I said, I'm sorry. (laughs) I figured that's the best thing to do. I'm sorry. And he said, and he had on him this incredible necklace, and he took it off of himself, and he put it on me. And he said, last night I dreamed of you. And when I woke up, I woke up, and I worked most of the night creating this necklace for you. And he said, you are going to be a student of mine. And this necklace is gorgeous. It's a a big quartz crystal pendant. Mm -hmm. And mounted on the front of it is a a star ruby. And then um, there's silver beads and two amber beads with it. Wow. It's a very powerful necklace. And on the back, he did some inscriptions. And um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I, um, I would off and on, um, study with him and I, I learned a great deal. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. You also did work with indigenous people, correct? You were a social worker. Yeah. I, I thought I'd wanted to go into social working. And so I, I volunteered, um, a summer working on, I, um, on a Pueblo, on a reservation. Mm -hmm. And I was really young when I was doing that. And I realized that um, after that experience, I needed to learn a whole lot more. I needed Mm -hmm. to grow up a lot more. I needed to um, have a deeper understanding because I saw that I was um, not ready to do that. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that there would be other ways and that I could be of help, you know, in which right. I've always sought out and, and tried to be, you know. Right. Yeah. That, that was a really beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome. That's awesome. Now, tell us about the goddess that <laughs> Kuan inspires Yen? you. Okay. Kuan Yin inspires me. Kuan Yin is a bodhisattva. And a bodhisattva is someone who refrains from entering nirvana, or what we would call heaven, Mm -hmm. in order to come to the aid of others. Hmm. When she, she was such an enlightened being, she was, you know, right there at the gateway of nirvana, and she heard the cries of 
of people needing help. And she said, no, I cannot go here until she said, I will not reach liberation until all other beings have been liberated. She's pretty awesome. She uh, has her roots in India. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's um, known all over Asia. The Chinese know her as the goddess of mercy and is considered to be the physical embodiment of compassion. And she is, yes, in essence, the bodhisattva of great compassion. And um, people oftentimes create altars to her to venerate her. And usually on the altars, they'll put stones like jade and pearl and aquamarine and uh, I don't know how to say this one, avaturine, I think that's how you say it. And um, they they honor her and they they try to bring her spirit into their life. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's, I don't know if you've seen, but there's a lot of uh, Kuan Yin statues all over the place. Mm -hmm. She's one of the most popular um, Asian type goddesses because of her statues. There's just literally everywhere. And she's pictured with all kinds of animals and and in all kinds of positions. Sometimes she's on a lotus. Sometimes she's holding a vase. Sometimes she's on a seashell. Mm-hmm. Sometimes she's on a white tiger. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds and, fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean she's um, uh, she's just all over the place. My favorite is. Um, when she's riding a dragon. Of course. I love dragons. They are quite um, amazing. Do you want me to tell you more about the history of her? Yes, or? that would be wonderful. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Well, she was the daughter of a king. Mm-hmm. And she refused to marry. The king wanted her to marry and have an heir for him. You know, a boy. Mm-hmm. And she did not want to do that because, once again, she wanted to serve people. She wanted to, um, you know, she was, this was not what she wanted to do. She wanted to be more like what a nun is. And so uh, he put her into a convent and told the, the nuns there to basically work her to death and make her miserable. And... um that didn't work. She found that to be wonderful because she was able to heal the sick. She worked with ill people. She worked with dying people. She cared for people. She cleaned up after them, you know, if they were bloody or sick or whatever. She did not care. She she felt that this was the work she needed to do. And her father got even more angry. And... um Oh, and then uh, decided that the nuns had not done their job, so he decided to burn the nunnery to punish them, to kill them. And uh, Kuan Yin saw them, saw the the nunnery on fire, and she um, pierced her arm, and she started bleeding. And then, just from that blood, it, it inspired the the storm clouds to come over and rain and put out the fire so the nuns were saved and uh her father was still so angry uh he ordered her to be executed Mm -hmm. but no sword 
could execute her she, uh, because she's a bot <laughs> she's a bodhisattva right and uh-huh. uh, they tried to execute her and that didn't happen and uh the king was angry at the executioner and wanted to kill him because he didn't kill his daughter and mm-hmm. so um Kuan Yin lay down and pretended and let herself look to be dead to save the executioner's life. Mm -hmm. And so then she went into hell. She went down into hell. And uh, when she arrived there, the fires of hell were quenched and the flowers bloomed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and she started uh, working with the people there, uh, showing them compassion and love. And um, the God of hell decided to send her her back up to the living because she was ruining hell. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, then. I know, I know. And then she went away and she meditated in a cave for 10 years Mm -hmm. to become a lot more clear and focused in what it was she should be doing. And then she heard that her father was ill. And so mm-hmm. she sent him healing medicines and he healed. And so her father, the king, was very uh, grateful to be healed, healed from this illness. Mm-hmm. And so he, with his wife, came to the cave where she was at. He was unaware that it was his daughter that was in this cave. Mm-hmm. And when he walked in and saw that it was his daughter, he repented all the all the things that he had done, all the greed and all the horrible things that he'd done because he was pretty ruthless. Mm-hmm. And um, and Kuan Yin, you know, ascended and definitely took on her full shape as a bodhisattva. And she is, not only is she the goddess of compassion, but she's also a protector of women's rights. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons that women worship her so much is because she stands up for women's rights and speaks up for that and helps women. She's also a protector of children, and um, she is a healer, and so she's also called on for healing. Oh. So, and then, can I tell you about dragons? <laughs> I presume so, oh, since okay. they are probably one of the most awesome things. I know Chinese dragons. The culture is a very, in in Chinese culture, the mm-hmm. dragon is a very lucky animal, I and he's the dragons. king of animals, and he represents wisdom and strength and transformation and deep spirituality, mm-hmm. and he can move in the sky and in the water and on earth, and he transforms as required, and he can be undetected in the world of humans. Mm-hmm. So. Um, here in Western culture, uh, we have taken dragons and decided that they're evil and we hunt them and, and all kinds of bad things. But in Asian culture, that's not the case. Dragons are respected and loved. And um, the thing is, uh, oh, yeah, in legend, in a Chinese legend, um, there was a dragon emperor who um, – was grateful to Kuan Yin because he had a son, this dragon emperor, who was kind of rambunctious. And this son disguised himself as a fish because he wanted to go swimming in the oceans and play with the other fish, right? Right. Well, he gets caught by a fisherman. 
And um, the Dragon King was distraught. You know, his son's been caught by a fisherman. He's going to be cut up and killed. And, and he was just, oh, it's terrible. But Quan Yin freed him, freed him and brought him back to the Dragon King. And he gave to her this luminescent pearl as a mm-hmm. gift. And the emperor, emperor's granddaughter, Lung Nu, uh, brought this pearl to Quan Yin, and she became so fascinated by Quan Yin that she became her disciple and followed her. Wow. So um, you'll oftentimes, as I said, see her riding a dragon. She has a quite a connection with dragons. That's really cool. Ta-da. <laughs> I learned something new every day. Did you? <laughs> I did. I honestly did. Lenza, what are some of the projects you're working on now? Me? Yeah. Um, well, basically, it's um, relearning the harp. I used to play 20 years ago, mm-hmm. and um, I'm relearning. I'm uh, working on a Celtic harp. I used to play a pedal harp. But because of arthritis, it hurts my hands. So I changed to Celtic harp. Mm -hmm. And I'm practicing and practicing and practicing. Harp um, is a very healing instrument because I don't know if you've ever seen a harp and somebody playing a harp. Mm -hmm. Well, I know you have. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I have. (laughs) you, you you, You lay the harp literally on your heart. So as you're playing, you're playing with that vibration on your heart. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a combination of, of that, that love and that healing energy from your heart going through that harp, through the strings, mm-hmm. out to whoever you're working with. That's awesome. What are you going to be doing with all of this practice and the things you're working on now? Well, um, it's going to be a while. I want to, I have to get a repertoire together of songs that I've got pretty much memorized. And um, I'm I'm going through, I've got a few that I've got, but that's only two or three. Mm-hmm. I need to get about 10 to 20, you know, mm-hmm. to, to go and play different places. Um I'm hoping to play in hospice. There's a hospice near here. I know some folks that are doing a art and and music therapy type program. I thought maybe uh, eventually I'd like to work with them also. Um, I, I'm just on the lookout for opportunities to be of service and to be healing. That's awesome. That's an awesome project. I'm looking forward to Hearing some of these beautiful songs. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You will have no choice. I'll have no choice. I'll torment you with them. (laughs) Oh, boy. I guess I have that coming now. (laughs) I know you're beautiful at it. It won't be torture. It'll be a pleasure. (laughs) So, Lindsay, I ran across this lady the other day. I had a thing. Are you ready for this? Called Dead Con. And I bought a ring from her. It was called Wicked Treasures. Oh, wow. Amazing spiritual rings. Just a really lovely lady. And she was a joy to talk to. And I'm going to give her a shout out because I know you're going to want to see her stuff too. It's wickedtreasures.etsy.com. 
And she's okay. also on Facebook. So it's wickedtreasures.etsy.com. And she's also on Facebook. She's a delight. And her name is Michelle. She's just delightful. And it's called Wicked Treasures. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to check that out. Because I like rings. I like jewelry. I did. I got a <laughs> pinky ring from her that I love. Oh, cool. And I don't have any pinky rings, but I do now. Yeah. <laughs> she's got every size, too. It's amazing. Oh, good. And it's okay. silver. She's really a kind lady. Yeah, so check you like her silver. Out. I know you do. I do. Yeah. It's kind of my thing. So, Linda, it has been a delight talking to you, as usual. And you're a beautiful, talented woman. Oh, thank you so much. And I'm going to have you on, of course, again. And if anyone wants to go back to my earlier show, she had an amazing story about an angel on a train. It's called Angel on Trains. I believe it's my first show. So go back and listen to it, and you can hear more about what Linza has experienced. So, Linza, I will talk to you soon. And I love you horribly, and you have a nice night. I love you too, sweetie. I'll talk Good to, to talk you. with you. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.